What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What are your expectations uh, for this team if they're able to get a healthy Draymond back, Wiseman coming back, and all the young talent they've been able to acquire. Uh, that's a long-ass time that those three uh, uh, haven't played together. But, you know, when I hear those three names, I hear that song, Brothers Don't Work It Out. You know, Brothers Don't Work It Out. <laughs> Brothers Don't Work It Out. Welcome back to What's Burning. I got my UCLA brother, Jelani McCoy, subbing in for Jack today. Jack is shaking and baking out there in them streets. But, uh, Jelani, let's get right to it, man. Let's check in in the East. The Nets... Currently on a three-game winning streak, KD dropped 53-9-6, and six, and Kyrie was courtside to watch it. I don't know which one of those stories is a bigger deal, the fact that KD comes back and drops 53, or Kyrie's in the building as a fan sitting courtside. I mean, they're equally both surreal. Like um, KD has just been on a tear ever since he's came back from injury passing out 50 balls, you know, 30s, whenever he wants to get it. And just the fact that, I don't know, I played in the league a little bit, and I know you you have a little bit yourself. Um, have you ever seen one of the homies sitting on the sideline, you know what I mean, that you just play with and, and watch ball while he's sitting across from you on the bench? Yeah. You know what I mean? That was just a, a crazy situation. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've seen, uh, like, you know, dudes from other teams come watch our games, but I've never had to see my teammate as a fan in the arena, which was crazy because, so he was allowed to go to the Duke game the night before. He was in the arena. He can come to his own team's game, but he can't play. Like, I'm just confused on, like, the nuances of this, this policy. You know, obviously, everyone has a lot to say, whether you agree with Kyrie not getting vaccinated and having to kind of deal with the consequences of not being vaccinated, which I get. But if you're going to let mm-hmm. this man in the arena two nights in a row for two different sporting events, you allow other athletes to come in there who aren't vaccinated, but he can't play 
he can watch. So like what what's the concern there of like I'm not you're not concerned for the health because if you're concerned for the health he wouldn't be in the arena to begin with. There's yeah. other people fans are unvaccinated. You're allowing opposing players to come in unvaccinated, but Kyrie has to sit and watch. I mean, I think this is just embarrassing. And again, again, it's it's the nuances of policy. Obviously, you know, you hear people talk, the mayor talk, I want him to play, but I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, adjust a set of rules for one one person, but I just think the rules are fucked up because this obviously is a new situation for the world, but I think they've messed up on this rule because if you're going to allow the man courtside in the building, Come on now. what's the difference if he has sneakers in the Nets jersey on or if he's just sitting there? Shame on New York for this one. You know, the city yeah. of New York got to hold this L. You know, the uh, KD has some poignant to say about the mayor, about, you know, hey, let's figure this shit out. But you know, that is the shame on New York for this way. Kyrie's done enough for Brooklyn and the city, I feel like, for them to be making, you know, he, he should be a hometown guy. He should get some hometown respect at this point. Yep. Next up, 76ers. Shout out James Harden for passing Reggie Miller in the thir- uh, for third on the all-time three-point list. They took a big loss the other night uh, when Ben Simmons returned back to Philly. Yep. Um, chanting his name, saying all kinds of crazy shit, but Katie and them boys went in there and smacked them. Is this team a contender? They uh, they started off really hot. Uh, they've been kind of brought back down to earth a little bit. They had a squeaker uh, the other night against Orlando. Are they a contender to, to represent the Eastern Conference, in your opinion? I don't know yet. We still have to see. they got some things to figure out with Tobias Harris. I know Joel Embiid has proven himself not only an MVP candidate, but potentially the best center in the league, you know, arguably with, with the Joker. We've seen James uh, show flashes early, you know what I mean, tantalize us a little bit with the performance and, you know, sub-performance team. But in a playoff atmosphere, it seems like we've just seen the same as James Harden as he typically performs in playoffs, which is – Sometimes do, sometimes don't. So, you know what I mean? I think it's left to be said, uh, left to be uh, said. You know, they got Doc Rivers, your guy over there, playoff battle, playoff test, the championship coach. I just think they need the rest of the regular season to gel and be on the playoff team uh, that that we think that they can become. What's your take? I'm glad you said we don't know yet because I I get tired of watching this sports show and people jumping off the cliff or – you know, jumping to the moon after one or two games. Like, to me, any teams that have made significant moves with stars, we just don't know what the fuck these teams are going to be at. You're going to see flashes of brilliance, which you Mm -hmm. saw with Embiid and Harden early on. You're going to see them come back down to earth. You may see a poor shooting performance by James. Like, it's not the end of the world one way or another. This team has about four weeks to figure out their chemistry, and they're going to need every bit of that four weeks. But the one thing that has been consistent is Joel Embiid has been busting everybody's ass. He's having a great year. Uh, Mm. I love to see it. He's going to be one of the most unstoppable players in the playoffs. And again, is Tobias Harris that third option? Is Tyrese Maxey that third option? Um, is Doc going to be able to get over that that hump, be able to make these in-game adjustments uh, that this team is going to need to be able to get through the East? All that is yet to be seen. But I, like yeah, I said, I think seen. they're they're going to be okay regardless because they do have James and B. But it, we're just yet to see if they're really going to be a contender. And that, as a big, to what you're saying, what Embiid is doing as a big, that's virtually unstoppable with the guard as a big. The way he's able to move as a guard and do wings in a short space, not 
sometimes he's just off the short corner of the block, and then he can back you down from the wing. It's just a tricky situation for any big, much alone a mismatch. So if he can be dominant like this, they're gonna be a, they could potentially be a problem. No, I agree. He's again probably the front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, James finding his rhythm. James wants to be there. Uh, so we should probably see the best James Harden. It just has to be consistent in the playoffs. And then, you know, the supporting cast has to be ready to go. Next up, Giannis in the Bucks. Giannis has been as dominant as we've seen him since he's been in the game. He's getting some frontline help. And one of the big guys that was a big piece of their championship run last year, Brooke Lopez is returning from back surgery. He's been out the entire season. Uh, we know they picked up Sergi Baca for insurance. Jelani, it seems like the Bucks are rounding into shape. Obviously, sitting out, being out a whole season, it's going to be hard for Brooke Lopez to kind of find his footing. And he's a big. I, I worry a little bit about his back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what he can bring to the table. But again, I think that organization is smart enough to know they probably have the same concerns as we do, and that's why they picked up Sergi Baca. So. Uh, what do you see for the uh, for the Bucks? Kind of floating under the radar, playing good basketball, uh, defending champs. Do you see them as contenders in the East? I do. I do. I think you hit it on the head. The floating under the radar factor. You know what I mean? Uh, getting uh, Brooke Lopez back. He is a member of a championship team. He is part of those nitty gritty playoff experiences that you've been a part of. You can speak to. I think Brooke gives them an extra sense of security. Bobby Portis has been playing well in his absence, so he doesn't have to come back and shoulder a big offensive load while he's figuring out. I think he can take the rest of the regular season, like you said, get in shape, figure out where he's at offensively, be an extra presence, give him some more size. And they're like one of those veteran NBA championships teams right now where they're rounding out towards the end of the season, getting healthy, getting their pieces back together and looking forward to the playoffs. Yeah, man, I think this is going to be one of the better East division playoffs we've seen in a while. Like, there's no – I mean, some people may have favorites, but, I mean, Brooklyn is at the bottom of the East, you know, in the the eighth position or seventh position, somewhere down there. So, I mean, everyone in front of them is is, is playing good basketball, man. So, I really think the East playoffs are going to be dope this year. Moving out west, Luca had other plans for KG's retirement night as he spoils the Celtics uh, this past Sunday. Jelani Dallas is thirteen and two over their last fifteen with wins over Miami, yeah. uh, LA, the Warriors twice, and the Celtics. Uh, you know, Luca looked a little hobbled in that first half with the hammy. Uh, came back, dropped twenty six, eight and eight. As the Mavericks continue to move up, currently in the fifth position. Thoughts on Luka and the Mavericks? I mean, we all know that the Mavs go, every superstar is, you know, health is in, 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 you know, indicative of how the, you know, the team is going to place, especially going to the playoffs. But, you know, that Luka magic is cracking right now. Mm. I believe he's bought into the J-Kid system. J-Kid is a point guard. He's got a capable point guard and Jalen Brunson, you know what I mean, with, which we both have some uh, familiarity with. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, you know, I think the hamstrings are tricky. We all know hamstrings are tricky. You know, we know Luca's rounding out in the shape, but he goes in and out of shape. But it looks like he's focused right now. I think even a hobble, Luca. Uh, can get you, but I don't know how far that can get you as far in terms of a playoff run. Mm-hmm. No, I like uh, you touched on Jay Kidd. Uh, I think, you know, as a new coach with this team, it, it takes a minute to kind of put your 
your fingerprint or, 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 or stamp on a team. And I think they've definitely embodied what he's about. They play hard-ass defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he challenged Luka to get in shape. Luka took that challenge and playing great basketball uh, really all season, but particularly post All-Star. My question is they have a bunch of nice pieces around Luka, but they don't have that second star. They picked up Spencer Dinwiddie, which I think was a huge pick uh, pickup. He hit the game-winning three against Boston the other day. But is he going to mm-hmm. be that consistent 20 to 23-point-a-night uh, guy in the playoffs? Uh, he has that capability. I, I think he has game, but I don't know if he will be. So we'll have to sit back and see. I think they could be spoilers in the first round, you know, a 5-4 matchup. I don't see any reason why they couldn't beat the four seed, whoever that may True. be. Um, but as far as making a real run, I'm hell-bent on you need that second 20-point-a-game score in the playoffs to really make a run. You already know what your superstar is going to give you, what is your star going to give you, and then what are your role players going to give you. Moving on, one of the hottest teams in the uh, in the league, the Minnesota Timberwolves have won seven out of their last eight. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. 
Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Eight games, just beat the Heat. Nine games over 500. Currently sitting at seventh in the West. Jelani, can they play spoiler this year in the Western Conference? I mean, another team floating under the radar. This been going silently, going about their business. Nine games over five hundred at this time of the year. I can't remember. I can't remember the last time the Wolves have been in this position. Um, Cat, the defending NBA All Star three point championship, has continued to play well on both ends, and he's seeing like he's accepting a leadership role with that team right now. They obviously got the Ant Man over there. D'Angelo is. Being just a solid NBA guard right now, we don't hear a lot about D'Angelo Russell except him consistently uh, being uh, assisting and scoring at a, a, a decent, a, a high caliber NBA guard clip. And I think it is time to start talking about Wolves. You know, they've been in the shadow of you know KG losing KG, losing Kevin Love. You know, they've been in a lot of winning basketball for a while now, and it's good to see them. And with young talent having some success in a, in a, in a log jam in the West right now, because they're just a couple games removed from snaking up until, you know, maybe the six or five position. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take a huge performance by Cat in the playoffs, um, but I can ease, I could definitely see them uh, being someone that makes it to the second round too. Um, mm-hmm. For everything you mentioned, you know, D'Angelo Russell is a very solid point guard, under the radar, does his job night in, night out. The young fella, Ant, He's a killer. Yeah. You know, Anthony Edwards, it'll be interesting to see him in his first uh, playoff action, how how he raises his game and steps up. Uh, Pat Beverly uh, just got an extension, you know, a very right. solid veteran leader, dog that you need. Every team needs a Pat Bev. So I'm excited for them, too. You know, they've had a lot of losing basketball. They got a great fan base over there out there in Minnesota. Do. And it's going to be fun uh, to see what these guys can do come playoff time. Cat got a channel as inner KG. You know what I mean? KG willed a lot, willed a lot of games out there in Minnesota. So you know what I mean. He's in the right place for a big fella to make some big time moves. Moving on to the Lakers. Shout out LeBron first and foremost. Thirty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, ten thousand assists. There's never been another human being on the face of the earth to do that. Tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. And in the midst of a losing season and. You know how today, how fans are, media are, you know, he's stat chasing this, this, and that. But this motherfucker's chasing historical shit. So he's just playing basketball. The team ain't playing well, but this guy has, you know, dropped two 50-point games in their last four games. Uh, They won both those games, but two and seven since the All-Star break. Uh, Ninth in the West. Is it time to stop talking about them, or is that even possible? I don't think it's possible. I think the Lakers are, you know, primetime basketball. We still talk about the Knicks sometimes. You know, the Knicks make ESPN every now and then. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's stop talking. It's time to start talking about the Lakers. Although it's been a difficult season as a Laker fan, Bron's accomplishments, you hit it on the head. We haven't seen another human being. Just historical. And if you're not, especially in a difficult season, if you're not chasing a historical milestone, 
for the Laker fans, you know, these these milestones are going to be seen in Laker Laker jerseys at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So if he's not chasing those historical milestones, even in a shitty season, what is he doing? You know what I mean? He's always stepped up to the the moniker of the king. And if there's kingly tasks to be, you know, even in a shitty season to be knocked off, he, we would be out, he would be out of his mind not to be knocking off those yeah. milestones. I think with all the incredible things he's done over his career, you know, led a three-run charge against the Warriors to win a ring, mm. this might be one of the... I don't want people to go crazy, not biggest accomplishment, but maybe most challenging tasks ahead because the world is against the Lakers right now. Everyone is talking shit about them. People are even talking shit about him with AD coming back. And again, us both being former athletes, I knew when they said, you know, six to eight, it was closer to eight to 10. That's a, that was a terrible, terrible ankle sprain. But if AD can come back healthy, can this team, in your opinion, make any noise, get out of the play in, or, you know, play in, get into the playoffs, but then be a tough matchup for a Phoenix or a Golden State in the first round? First off, the play going to be cracking. As much Absolutely. as complaining as it is about the play the play ain't going to be cracking. The Nets could possibly be in a playing situation. Mm-hmm. The Lakers could possibly be in a playing two, situation. Two teams that were favored to win the championship at the beginning of the season are both in playing Boom. situations right now. Yeah, so I think like yeah, uh, I think they can be a, a danger out of the play-in. You know, I think if AD comes back, any type of AD with the combination of how LeBron is playing right now, you know. AD got to be on his good and one leg might be good for a dub and 10, you know what I mean? And I think that helps them right now. Russ, you know what I mean? We still can never wait or we're waiting around. We still can't count Russell Westbrook out at the end of the day. I was going to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could turn on and average a triple-double and knock you off in a seven-game series. He can have a brilliant – he's good for a game or two in the playoffs, especially in the playoff with his – Everybody's been in his neck too, so him in a play-in game is interesting. So I would just love to see that. You know, LeBron mm-hmm. is is literally leading the league in scoring. If AD can come back, and again, it's not crazy to think that Russ couldn't average 18, 10, and ten in a playoff series. Like not I really feel like, and that would be mild numbers for him. You know what I mean? Because this dude has been a killer. So I'm still holding out hope because. Not that I'm really – I feel bad because it's it's gone past basketball, but just as a player, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, as, as a Bruin, as someone who just has always laid everything out there on the line, I hate to see the slander uh, that is being thrown in this direction. But that's a new day of media, and, and, and that's, you know, giving everyone a voice. Everyone doesn't deserve a voice. You know, social media is crazy, when you know, and it gives stupid people a voice to kind of say reckless shit. But I say all that to say I feel like – you know, Russ is, you know, a good couple days, a good week away from just Man. busting out into to, to, to showing flashes of why he is a Hall of Famer, why he's been one of the best players in this league since he's came in. So, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that particular situation. But the Lakers overall, again, like for every, every reason you said, if they're playing good basketball, it, they're going to be a tough out in the first round. And it's going to be, uh, you know, it's most likely going to be Phoenix or mm-hmm. uh, Golden State. You might be able to throw Memphis up in there if they can make a move, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with them. Sure. Switching gears, the NCAA tournament is kicking off. Top seeded Gonzaga takes home the number one overall seed. Let's take a look at DraftKings' odds to see what teams they think have the best chance of reaching the final four. 
Gonzaga at minus 160. Arizona at plus 150. Candace at plus 160. Baylor plus 200. Kentucky, same. Auburn plus 250. Iowa plus 330. Coach K and his Duke Blue Devils in his last NCAA appearance plus 400. Same with Villanova. And our UCLA Bruins, who are built for this time of year under Mick Cronin, are plus 600. Out of all those teams, give me the four strongest teams, regardless to me of bracket or anything. Who do you feel the most confident out of the four? Mm. Um, out of all those teams we listed, Gonzaga. I like Big Chet. You know what I mean. Big Chet Holmgren is due for a big tournament. You know Gonzaga is a perennial, you know, title favorite. Um, I like, you know, I'm going with the coaches. I like Duke is the sexy pick, of course, but, you know, I feel like a lot of pressure on them to, uh, you know, to send Coach K out the right way. You know, I don't know if, you know, a lot of the, I don't know if those guys are built for that. They're Kentucky's young. I don't know if they're ready for that challenge. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, if they had a lot of three, four-year mm-hmm. guys, I would, they would understand a little bit. A lot of those guys only been there like a couple months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I like you hit it on the head. I like what Mick Cronin does in the tournament. They sweat you on defense. You know, they allow, he allows his player. They can hit you from so many different ways on offense, and they're not they're tra- non-traditional ways. They don't really have a big guy out there, but they're scoring the post. So, um, Villanova is another team, you know. coach, uh, co- The coach over there, Coach Wright, has been a monster for years. They just play so damn hard. So, those would be my picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm a homer, but I like UCLA mm-hmm. because, again, the style of their play, how intense they are, attention to detail. But another thing, they're old, they're an older team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Their their five star recruit Peyton Watson doesn't really get much burn, um, so he'll be ready to go his next season. But they're an older, veteran driven team who's gone to the championship and were a crazy shot away from possibly winning crazy um, shot. a title. You know what I mean? So. I like Gonzaga. I like Arizona. Arizona's tough, man. Arizona's a tough team. Hey, they got um, some. They got some boys with some hoontoons out there. Mm, them yeah, boys, the dogs. They've been in the you weight saw what they did to us in, in the last game. That the the, yeah. the, the, the Africans that are protecting the rim, boy, blocking everything. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun, man. Again, this is my favorite time of year. I'd be so busy with life and other shit that I really can't watch college basketball as much as I'd like to. But I right. make it a point to be locked in uh, for March Madness. Fan questions. Let's get right to it. This is talking about something we just touched on, but uh, JCB underscore 35, who do you guys have winning the NCAA tournament this year? And do you guys have a dark horse? You know what time it is, man. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, this you know what time question. it is. Yeah, this is, you know, this is the UCLA uh, type of thing with me. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to take us for, 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 for not only for obvious reasons, but for logical ones. Like we said, I feel like this team is built for the NCAA tournament. And to your point earlier, I think this is a good time for Peyton Watson. This is what the tournament is made for. If you haven't been getting burned all year, you can come in and potentially make a name for yourself in a tournament and be out of here. We've seen it. We had some homies that did it. Just have good tournaments and get up on out of here and get to the league. So this is an excellent opportunity for young fella to come in there and get his off. Yeah. No, but I'm going think- with the Bruins. My dark horse would be, be my it wouldn't be would be the Blue Devils because I think there's a lot of pressure on them. They could easily fold and be out in the first round. So I think uh, that's a young group of fellas to be under that type of pressure. So I'm actually going to put them in my dark horse spot. Yeah. Again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ride with UCLA. I don't think they got a proper seed. 
Um, but that doesn't matter now. You know, the road to the Final Four starts, mm-hmm. um, and it's time to go. And I, I like, you know, the, the, the veterans they've built. Uh, Gonzaga is a young, fun team to watch. Um, Coach Few over there has been amazing. So, yeah, yeah. again, I, I'd probably say Gonzaga or UCLA. At Levi McDonald, why hasn't Reggie Jack? Why hasn't Reggie Jackson? Whoa, we need to check the grandma. Why hasn't Reggie Jackson doesn't come into consideration for most improved player? He is carrying the Clippers, and his stats have jumped massively. Um, I haven't looked at his stats, but I've always been a big fan of Reggie Jackson. He's been a killer. I remember back Hell in his OKC yeah. days when he was like the the fourth. Fiddle, you know, coming off the bench, you know, behind Harden and 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 uh, Westbrook and KD. But I saw talent from him back then. So it, it, he has, and also shout out Ty Lue, man, to, for your two stars. Yeah. Not to name another team that can take their two stars away. You take Steph and Draymond away. With all due respect to Clay, he's been out. You take. Katie and Kyrie away. You take Embiid and you take Harden. You take any of these teams, CP and Devin Booker, you take Mm. any two teams' stars away the entire season, and they would be at the bottom of the league. For sure. Again, a credit to Coach, a credit to Reggie, but this team should be the odds-on favor next year to win the title when they're both their stars return. I mean, to me, that's not outlandish. These guys are in the seventh seed right now with Mm. no – superstar they've been doing their thing hard-nosed team and love what they've been doing but to to levi's uh point he should definitely be in the consideration uh he's, he's had a great year um yeah. he's been the star on that team this year and they they look good man i mean you hit that everything right on the head matt barnes i mean reggie jackson has been a laker killer he's been consistently improving his years in la uh, Ty Lue should be, you know, up for coach of the year. There aren't two teams who can lose two, especially two wings. You know what I mean? As, as ball dominant as those two wings are, um, he's done a great job. And I only think this is helps for the longevity plan of the Los Angeles Clippers, though, at the end of the day. They got a lot of young players getting a lot of experience. They're proving that they're building a culture, like you said, an identity that Ty Lue's building there. So um, he should be up for, you know, consideration and the Clippers should be up for, you know, top five title threats for next year at least. Yeah. Again, I I think they built the team the right way. You look down the hall at the Lakers, top heavy. You know, they've had to rebuild. And that's what we talk about. You know, obviously this is not even part of the question, but the Lakers have been top of the conversation all season. But, you know, as a former athlete or former NBA player, you know, these motherfuckers are building a team every season. They got two or three people under contract. When that final horn of the championship round goes off, whether they're in it or not, when the NBA finals are done, they only normally have two or three. Since LeBron has been here, they normally have two or three players under contract when that final horn buzzes in June. So it's 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 crazy to think that you know they were able to you know find lightning in a bottle that first year in the bubble when they built a team from scratch and won. Yeah. But doing that year in year out is hard as a motherfucker. And I, I think the casual fan, I don't even think Laker fans understand how hard it is to build a team every single year because they always expect so much but it takes time to build chemistry and i say all that to say that's what the clippers are doing the clippers have built a solid team without stars so imagine you just insert two stars into what these guys have been doing and uh it's going to be a fun run so looking forward to what they can uh do next year next up 
SJC4401. If Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. come back before the playoffs, do you see Denver winning the West? Hey, man, that shit that the Joker is doing is impressive. So, you know what I mean? He's been able to hold it down while they've been able to get healthy. I'm a big MPJ fan. You know that Jamal Murray, obviously, you know, a friend of the program and a guest on the show. Uh, impressive young fella, uh, great energy and great uh, – seemed like he got a good head on his shoulders. It's typically about basketball. Like, he really enjoys playing basketball, which you don't see a lot. It's easy for a younger player with the money that is handing out not to have basketball at the front of his mind. But he seems as a player uh, that does. They got good coaching. They're hungry. They got Boogie, another friend of the program out there, you know what I mean, at the, at the right time. I feel like they can do something in the West because, again, like they're doing this, they're doing their dirt on a, on a lonely right now. So to only get ad help like Miami's doing in the East, I feel like that's good money for for Denver right now because it's not like they got a bunch of subpar NBA talent over mm-hmm. there. They got a little bit of experience, an MVP candidate, a candidate, a resurgent uh, MVP should be MVP candidate, but in Boogie Cousins, who if his career isn't derailed by injuries, we were typically talking about him up for MVP every year. I think they got a real interesting situation in my high. I know they got an excellent training staff over there. I don't know if Steve Hess is still over there running things in the strength and conditioning program, but I think if they put all those things together, they can be a real problem in the West. Yeah, they got a nice, they got nice pieces. Um, and obviously adding two players back to that caliber on paper, you would think, yes, they can easily come out of the West. Just my concern is, and as you know, finding your footing. Can you find mm-hmm. your footing in enough time with the playoffs looming um, to get some kind of chemistry and, and find your game and your rhythm? But, you know, Aaron Gordon, I like the bones out there. Now, this team, yeah. uh, if those two that you just mentioned can really get their footing back in time and find a rhythm, um, what Joker's been able to do with this team solo, you know, quote unquote, as far as stars goes, has been amazing. Better numbers than he put up last year. Um, yeah, Denver can definitely. They're going to probably be if, – if they can get healthy, they can be the surprise team to come out of the West, definitely. Easily. A lot of injuries, too, in the West still have to figure out. Yeah. Like we mentioned earlier, Lucas hand three, CP3's hand. They're only getting – they're not – they're getting A-list players back healthy. So if anybody's going to figure it out, you want your A-talent figuring it out. At Chloe Money, what do you think about Tom Brady coming out of retirement? Did you see this coming? I mean, at this point – you know, the GOAT can do what he wants to do. I think as athletes, we're normally always emotional at the end of seasons, whether that be good or bad or emotional. You know, this guy's done it at the highest level for 22 years. Um, he takes two months off and wants to come back for year 23. He says he has unfinished business in Tampa Bay. The NFL is better when Tom Brady is in it. Um, I know Mike Evans is excited. Um, so, yeah, definitely love that he's coming back. Not that he really left. But, you know, just excited to see good football. I mean, you need quality quarterbacks in this league because I think there's so many guys that are being overpaid who aren't quality. You know what I mean? So you're happy when you see an Aaron Rodgers get his money. We need him as long as he can be. We, we need Tom as long as we can get him because just as a football fan, there's a lot of mediocre play at the quarterback position at times. So if you, if, you, if you have a chance to get a great back, we need him back. Yeah, Thomas and saw the uh... – 
Aaron got fifty, got a fifty ball per season. You know what I mean? If he getting fifty per season, how much is Tom Brady supposed to? He'll probably end up taking. He'll probably end up taking a discount so they continue to build around the team. Because I don't think it's you know I mean with Tom, it's not the money. You know, I think Tom wants to win one more. So he'll. I mean, he probably they're still going to let him eat, but I don't think it's going to be as high as Rogers because I think they're more bit. I think his more mindset is, yo, this might be my last run. Let's get as many pieces around me to win this motherfucking Super Bowl so I could really retire next year. Jay Isabella, is the play-in worth it when it comes to teams fighting for playoff spots are 10 games under 500 or more? Yeah, the play-in is going to, like we said earlier, the play-in is going to be Yeah, I love the play-in. I don't give a fuck what the team's records are. The playoffs no. are all about who's getting hot at the right time. But go ahead. No, you hit you hit it on the head. I'm with the plan. We it's gonna it's gonna be ill. It's gonna be big time basketball. At the end of the day, there's gonna be a little desperation with some high caliber athletes. That's always good television. So you know what I mean. I'm with the plan. I don't know the format either, like you said, but whatever it is, they you know they need to run that. I'm looking forward to it. All right, make sure you guys check out this week of Forgotten Seasons. We take a look back at the 2004 Los Angeles Lakers with friends of the program and Bruins, Jelani McCoy and Josiah Johnson. They took a look at the last year of Shaq and Kobe's duo, some of their feuds publicly, privately. Despite the drama, this team still won 56 games, made it to the finals, and were knocked off by the Pistons. You played with them in 2 just looking back when we talk about duos and, you know, obviously Harden and Embiid are coming to mind right now, but you got a chance to play with and against arguably one of the greatest duos of all time. What comes to mind when you think about that Shaq and Kobe duo? Man, I wasn't on those Chicago teams, but I don't know if Mike and Scotty were like the same, were working in the same pod or like Shaq and Kobe, but everywhere we went, dude, them dudes were like superstars, rock stars, and every game, they didn't have load management back there. Mm-hmm. So every time we played, unless it was like something bad that was going to affect the playoffs, like Kobe and Shaq, they showed up in your arena. And you know what I mean? They, everybody hates the Lakers. They got the beat LA chant everywhere they went. You know what I mean? Winning three championships in a row. But I just remember that the fact that they were beefing, you know what I mean? At the time, there's only a, a certain amount of stress you can put on two alpha males. You know, this is right before being turned into Black Mamba. And you know what I mean? And Shaq went his own way. So uh, interesting time. That's what the Lakers are built for. You got to know if you you play for the Lakers, you know when you come inside that building, it's drama within within the team, within the media. You got to be really cut out for it. So uh, at, the, at the same time, I just saw two brothers going through it, brothers go through it. And at the end of the day, I knew that, you know, they was going to be back to one at some point. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Laker franchise, it would be a dope, like a reality series just to watch and if, if they're just all the curtains were pulled back and what it's like to be a Laker, just the whole absolute dynamic, uh, I think it would be dope. Obviously, coulda, woulda, shoulda, what would have happened if these dudes, you know, put egos aside and, and were able to play together? You know what I mean? It, it mm-hmm. could have been unbelievable. Make sure you check out Forgotten Seasons on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We have my Sacramento brethren, the fella fella, Mozzie. His episode will drop this Thursday, March 17th. Take a look at this up-and-coming episode. Courtside tickets to any game in history. What game would it be? All right, so they already had me at the Clippers. Shout out the Clippers, nigga. They done put me on the court, nigga, 10 times. Nigga, I love the Clippers. And I'm saying, uh, but you know, I, I've been on courtside Sacramento. 
You know what I'm saying? I was mad they ain't put me on the big screen. It was lightweight hate, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. 916, nigga, y'all quit doing that shit, man. <laughs> I'm one of them guys, nigga. Don't let them politics, you know what I'm saying? Me, don't do that, nigga. Don't do that. Uh, but uh, course side, course side. Any game in history. Any game in history. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, you gotta send me on the floor with Jordan and them. Yeah. You gotta send got me to. on the floor with Jordan and them. Yeah. Utah. You got oh, <laughs> I was around for that. Yeah, I was. I was paying it. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie, nigga. I wanted to play basketball before this rap shit, but I got to high school and realized them niggas was dunking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I remember a nigga told me, nigga, you got handles, nigga, but your jumper off. <laughs> so he kind of threw me off from there. I'm like, I right, fuck all that, nigga. I'm dunking. You hear me? But uh, I thought I was hot sauce and one. I yeah. come from the and one era. So I thought Handles was going to get me there. I thought AI just had Handles. I ain't know he had the, he was the total package yeah. with this shit. But uh, nah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think I'd do a, a Bulls game. Bulls yeah. And, yeah, I like the Bulls in Utah. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Friend of the program, our brother Kevin Garnett had his jersey hoisted into the rafters along with so many Boston legends. Uh, big story of this, Ray Allen made an appearance you know, at the reunion for his historical moment. Shout out KG uh, for that time. I love the fact that Ray was mm. able to make it. And I heard there's something cooking with KG and Ray for Showtime Basketball. So make mm. sure you guys stay locked in. Jelani, something I'm really excited for is Draymond Green's return. It'll be the first time we see their big three play together in three years. Uh, as they take on the Wizards, uh, obviously Draymond's health is key for any championship aspirations this team has. Uh, what are your expectations uh, for this team if they're able to get a healthy Draymond back, Wiseman coming back, and all the young talent they've been able to acquire uh, since their dynasty run? Uh, that's a long-ass time that those three that uh, uh, haven't played together. But, you know, when I hear that, when I hear those three names, I hear that song, Brothers Don't Work It Out. You know, Brothers Don't Work It Out. <laughs> Brothers Don't Work It Out. You know what I feel like? There ain't no ego there it. neither. That's the one thing. Not nah. to catch you off. Like, there's no drama there. Like, these motherfuckers really like each other and know how important exactly. each of these guys are to each one of their successes and their team's success. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. It's got the old soul brother town vibes to it. They're just gonna happen to it's just gonna happen to go down in the city. So yeah. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm happy for Draymond. I'm happy for Clay. I'm happy for Steph. It's time for the Warriors to do their thing. Absolutely. You can catch what's burning available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube and on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Showtime Basketball. Good work today, bro. We'll see y'all next week. My dog. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.